Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Thank you, Father, for tonight, God. I thank you for your presence on this line, God, as I began to saturate the line, God, with your presence. I ask you to come in by your Holy Spirit and take control of the atmosphere, take control of the hemisphere, take control of the stratosphere, God. We pull down every demonic or satanic force that will come to hinder this line, God. We ask, God, that you plead the blood of Jesus over this line. We plead the blood of Jesus, every crack, every crevice, every mind, every heart, every soul that will be on this line, God. We plead the blood of Jesus over it, God. We take control right now in the name of Jesus, God. My God, I thank you for being able to use me tonight, God. I, as a willing vessel, God, I ask that you use me however you decide to use me, God. But let it be your voice that's speaking tonight and not mine alone, God. I thank you in advance for what you're going to do. I thank you for saturating this line with your spirit, God. Hey. Ah, thank you, Father, for not forsaking me, my God. Thank you, Lord, for leading me and guiding me tonight, God. I'm not alone when I'm with you. You promised me that you'll never leave me. Never forsake me. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you tonight, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, as we just kind of saturate your presence tonight, God, that we become one with you tonight, God. We bring down everything today. That might came to hinder us today, Lord. We shake off everything that's not of you from today, God. And we surrender to you tonight, God, that we may be able to hear your voice as you speak tonight, God, on this line. Thank you, Father, for being the head of my life tonight. God, and I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your work in the atmosphere in the hemisphere and in the stratosphere, God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Good evening. This is Prophetess Burgess Gordon from Moment with Christ Ministries in Lilburn, Georgia, where my senior pastor is Prophetess Lydia Bakari. We are located about 45 minutes from the city of Atlanta, Georgia, and I'd like to welcome you to Girl Talk, which is a place for real talk with other women. I said that again. I'd like to welcome you to Girl Talk, a place, which is a place for real talk with other women. And the purpose of Girl Talk is to discuss real life issues, circumstances, and situations and come up with a solution that enables women 
to move forth strong in our everyday lives. We as women have been given an awesome task by God to stand in beauty and strength, beauty and strength, and be a helpmate to men around us, whether this man is our husbands, our brothers, our sons, nephews, or just a friend. We are encouragers as women. We are the cheerleaders to those that we love. Sometimes this can be very stressing, it can be challenging, and it can be downright overwhelming. So the first thing that we need to know is who we are and be confident in who we are and whose we are. So who we belong to, and we belong to Christ Jesus as women of God, mighty women of valor, we're women of God. So again, I want to welcome you to Girl Talk, a place for real talk. Again, my name is Prophetess Burgess Gordon, and I welcome you tonight to Girl Talk. Last week when we were on the line, we had one of my sisters, and, and we were talking about being uh, loving. And the week before last, we were talking about how you're loving. This week, uh, the week before this last week, we were talking and just talking about soul ties and how we can be tied to different things in our lives. We can be tied to people. We can be tied to circumstances. We can be tied to situations. We can tie, be tied to generational patterns in our family. So tonight, we want to pick up from there, and we want to talk about some things, but I want to open up with my foundation scripture that the Lord has given me to use on Girl Talk, and it comes from Romans 12, 12, 1 and 2, and it says, So dear brothers, and I'm going to say, So dear sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice. Holy, the kind he can accept. When you think of what he has done to you, is this too much to ask? Two says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. And we want to thank God tonight for his presence on this line. And I have asked him to come in and to sup with us, to sit with us, to talk with us, and allow him to talk to me. And I'll just be able to hear what such says the Lord. So I want to start off tonight uh, kind of reviewing a little bit what we talked about last week. We were talking about soul ties. We were talking about godly soul ties and ungodly soul ties and kind of spoke about what a soul tie is. And I said a soul tie is like a linkage in the soul ring between two people. It links their souls together, which can be bring forth both beneficial results and negative results. So here again, I said you could have a godly soul tie and you can have an ungodly soul tie. A godly, uh, in a godly marriage, God links. And hear what I said, in a godly marriage. You see, because sometimes we can get married and it don't be godly. And we have to remember that because a lot of times people think just because they married that it's a godly marriage. And it's not always that way. So I'm going to say that again. In a godly marriage, God links the two people together. And the Bible says that they become one in flesh. 
And as a result of them becoming one flesh, it binds them together and they will cleave unto one another in a unique way. The purpose of the, of the cleaving is to build a very healthy, strong, and close relationship between the husband and the wife, the man and the woman. That's what the, the, the soul tie there is for. Uh, it gives you a reference in Matthew 19 and 5. It says, and for this cause shall a man leave a father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall be one flesh. You know, soul ties can also be found in close relationships with uh, a close friend, a strong, a close strong friend, or a close relationship friendship. I gave last week uh, King David and Jonathan as an example of what that looks like, what a soul tie with a friend looks like. You know, so we can also remember that um, in, their, in their relationship, it was a soul tie to them to be friends for life. They were friends for life. They were friends until death. So there was a soul tie with them to death. And that was also, uh, some people say it was ungodly, but I say it was godly because he honored, uh, Jonathan honored David. You know, Jonathan should have been the next king, but he honored that God had chosen David to be the king. And he honored him. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, jealous of him. He wasn't angry with him. You know, he, they honored each other. They honor each other. So uh, you can also be uh, tied uh, to someone by vows, commitments, and agreement. Vows are known to bound the soul. You know, marriage itself is a vow. So, again, that's another way that you can be, you know, if you, you make vows to people or you commit yourself to people, you can, you can, you can soul tie yourself to people like that as well. So tonight, what I really want to get in, I found a very interesting uh, biblical biblical uh, teaching on soul ties and emotional dependencies when you get into the soul ties. And this article was written by uh, Jack Frost. It says, soul ties are formed when two or more persons become bonded together in the rim of the soul the mind, the will, and the emotion. It is a knitting together of two souls. When this occurs in a godly relationship, blessings result. When this occurs between persons with wrong motives or wrong people, confusion and destruction result. So the week before last, we were saying, how you loving? How are you loving? We got to the place to even ask, how were we loving God? How were we loving God? How are you loving? How, how is your relationship with God? And the way your relationship stands with God, it pours out to other people. So we have to ask, I want to ask this question, what is our motive? What is our motive when we love? Tonight we're going to be talking about, because I'm staying in soul ties for a little while, because God has some things he wants us to be cleansed of. And, and and so I want to give you some food for thought, some things that you can think about later on uh, when you're by yourself. You can speak with the Lord. You can pray, and you can get understanding to some of us. So I'm going to be just talking about some things tonight. And what I wanted to talk about, because God said, 
let's talk about love. Let's talk about love itself because we started off on how you love it. So I want to kind of bounce off of how you loving. How are you loving? Are you loving a person or are you in love? I remember uh, when I was in the world and when I was married, you know, I, I'm, I, I heard a statement and I have been using that statement as a fact. I heard my mother-in-law say this about her son, which was my husband at that time. She said she loves him, but she doesn't like him. She says, I love him, but I don't like him. And I thought that was kind of profound, so I began to use that. You know, I said, I love the person, but I don't like him. You know, and, and it wasn't that it's, it's the ways that I didn't like. I didn't like the way that he did things, the way that he functioned in certain, in certain situations. Uh, but I loved him. Um, I also used to say, I love a person, but I'm not in love with them. And really, I probably really didn't know what it even meant to say, I guess because being in love with a person is, to me, is being overwhelmed with that person. I've never been overwhelmed with anyone but Christ Jesus. And I find, I find that out uh, today that that's the only uh, person in my life that overwhelms me to the place that I say that I'm in love with them. You know, I'm in love with Jesus. I can't do without him. But... Um, Let's let's get an understanding of what that means. Um, being in love. I wanna I wanna kind of slow it back, and I wanna talk about First Corinthians because I wanna I wanna talk about what love is supposed to be. I remember thinking, you know, being married and in my life growing up, what I see love as. A lot of us see love as touchy feely, huggy kissing. Uh, that's what we think love is, you know. Um, there are different types of love. There's agape love. There's the eros love. There's the filial love. There's the eros love. Uh, I can go into that and explain it. And I, I think uh, most of us know that the agape love is a, uh, it's a special word representing the divine love of God toward his son, human beings in general, and us believers. This is how he loves us. You know, he loves us unconditionally. He loves us no matter what we do, he still loves us. Most of us, when we love, we put conditions on our love. We put conditions on our love. And when I say conditions, you know, because sometimes I think uh, somebody said, well, look, God puts conditions on his love. He doesn't. He loves you to a place that you want to do what he wants you to do. But with us, it's like conditional. If I do this, then I'll give you this. If you do this, then you can get that. And that's how most of us love people. So uh, I wouldn't say we have the God we love. Uh, we're trying and should be trying to move towards that. But I don't think many of us can say that we can uh, uh, exemplify that actual type of love yet, that we love unconditionally. Um, I'm just going to say for me, I know that I, 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 there's, you know, sometimes I'm expecting something for my love. You know, I love, but there's, it, it, even if it's just you to love me back, I'm looking for you something, you know. Okay, so the filial love 
is a type of impulsive love. And that's when, I think that's when uh, 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 this is a natural human type of love and affection that we have for a friend uh, defined as a brotherly love. Then we have the eros love, the love that's sexual, exotic love or desire, uh, or a desire person. You desire that person. Uh, And when we're in true love, as explained in the Bible, which I'm about to read, is the one that we want to be, the type of love that we want to exemplify. The First Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And I'm reading it from the Living Bible, and it says, love is very patient. Again, I'm going to say that. Love is very patient and kind, never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. If you love someone, you will be loyal to him no matter what the cost, him or her. You will always believe in him, always expect the best of him. And because I'm talking to women, you know, this is kind of fitting us because they're using the word him. But you will always believe in him, always expect the best of him, and always stand your ground in defending him. Now, see, this is the kind of love I think that we have should have with the Lord, first of all. But then if we have mates and we have husbands, and this is where it comes at. So I just want to put a question out before I go further. Do you see yourself loving like this? Can you see yourself loving like 1 Corinthians 13? Is your love patient? Is your love kind? Is it never jealous or envious? Is it boastful, never boastful or proud? I remember when I first seen this. And when God showed me this, Chris Corinthians 13, to show me what love was, I said, I have never loved nobody before. <laughs> All the people that I told, and I was talking particularly about men, uh, the men in my life, I said, I didn't even love my husband because I was not patient and kind. Uh, I was boastful. I, I I demanded my own way. I was irritable at times, and I was touchy. So I didn't see myself in this First Corinthians thirteen. So again, ladies, I want to ask: Is it anyone on the line that sees themselves in First Corinthians thirteen? Don't all hit me at one time. Uh- well, I'm going to say I actually mostly, for the most part, I mostly felt like I was there um, this time. However, I had moments, ones in the blue moon, but yeah. <laughs> Sounds not. You, t- 
you, uh, you you say you're standing up to 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 this this description. Well, actually, I for the most um, for the most part, of course, not one hundred percent because you know, of course, that's beyond that's like you know, but everyone's in a blue moon. However, I for the most part, though, I I feel like I I had emulated at least at least. Eighty-five percent of the time. That's good. That's good, my sister. That is good. Thank you. That is excellent. That is excellent. If you can do this, eighty-five percent of the time, <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're walking in what God would want you to walk in, and you know. And then, like I said, it's not easy for us to do this. And if we are even looking at it to do it. Is my love given with a motive? Is my love given with a motive? Is there a reason why I'm loving? You know, um, I, I didn't feel I I um, actually loving the person I didn't love. I didn't love with 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 a motive like with anything. Um, you know, wanting anything back or anything you know, in turn or looking, you know, or anything based on all the stuff, the list that um that you have given out. No. Not no, I don't really have you you, you you love genuinely, you love because you love the yeah. person. I right. have a question okay. for you. Did you feel that you are are you in love with the person or are you loving the person? I feel that um, both. Okay, so you feel that you're in love and you're loving the person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Based on the... I want, <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I want you to oh, hold that thought now because in a okay. minute I'm going to tell you the difference between a being in love and loving. Okay. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the guinea pig tonight. Uh, okay. <laughs>
the individual. So, you know, okay. All right, go ahead. I don't know where you're going. And so I you, 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 so you, I was you had you had in your mind you you made up my, your mind that not to you see because you, you said you were married before and a lot of us have been married before and some of us have not married before we were in relationships before we got married or whatever and a lot of times we can carry uh, things from the other relationships into our new relationship. But what I heard you just said, that you was making sure that you wasn't doing that. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So you wasn't really putting any expectations on the person. And I noticed that a lot of times when we put expectations on people, we set ourselves up for disappointment. You know, so if if, if we can do it just like you said and, you know, accept them for who they are and how they are, we we can be okay in a relationship, but when we go in with expectations, like I think I said last week that, you know, when we get married, we accept the person how they are, but once we marry them, we want to try to change them. You know, yes, so but, why did you, yeah, so you, you, you can't but, do that. Right, but both people have to do that. They'll have to be at that mindset, though, because, you know, like I know, you know, I have been, that that was a conscious decision that I know I thought of, like um, loving you for you because uh, you is who you know I'm with, and you know, and so on, and not take on flaws or think about stuff or, or so on. However, but it I it has to be um, I I realize because you know you get um, shocked when you're not when you're not looking at certain things, and maybe the other person you know, weren't wasn't that, that conscious, you know, didn't make that decision or, you know, or thought like that. So yeah. Yeah, and that's see that's the thing because what we we might make a like you just said, we might make the conscious decision to do it but the other party doesn't. So here yeah. is here's where the unbalancing is going to come. So now because I made the decision to do that, sometimes I'm going to have to overlook some mistakes. So let me just kind of get into uh, the yes. definition of falling in love and loving someone so that okay. maybe that can help us a little bit. Uh, you know, we loosely use the word love, and sometimes we can mix up being in love and actually loving someone. Being in love with someone can stem from infatuation, uh, possessiveness, obsession. You both talk, you hold hands, you hug and kiss and develop surface feelings. You feel alone when your partner is not around you. You crave and yearn for them to be with you. That's when you're in love with the person. So it's more of a a feeling. It's more of an emotion uh, that I have to be with this person. I need to be with this person. I have a craving for this person. You see, so you it's, it's, it's like a possessiveness, an obsession with the person. Okay, loving someone, on the other hand, goes beyond the physical presence. You desire to see them grow. You see past their flaws. You see opportunities of building into each other and together. You motivate. You encourage. You inspire one another. You do not have to second guess or ask before you step in to do so. You loving someone requires 100% commitment on your part. Because just like we were just saying is that 
you know, if we make a conscious decision and say, I'm going to accept the person with their flaws or whatever, I'm going to overlook some things that probably might will usually irritate me, but I'm going to look up because I decided to be with this person. But on the other hand, the person doesn't decide to do the same thing. So how do you handle that? How can you handle that? How do you handle uh, that you have made this decision, but the other person hasn't done that? So when you're loving that person, you're saying that you should look, you should be able to look past these things. That sometimes that you can't understand why you know that you're doing what you're doing, and because the relationship has become one-sided. Because now uh, you are putting a hundred percent commitment in, and that person doesn't seem to be putting the hundred percent percent commitment in. The truth is you cannot receive the love you do not have to give. If you can't give out the love even when without condition, if you can't give out that love even when that person is not reciprocating what you're giving, if you love the person even though they don't reciprocate what you're giving, you still should supposed to be able to love them. You're still supposed yeah. to, there's still supposed to be that love there that overrides that. It's overrides. Yeah. And sometimes we, it, it, it kind of bothers us because I say this to people, you know, I can't expect you to do what I do. I can't expect you to do what I do. If I'm, in a, if I'm the person and I'm like, I'm, I'm just loving you hard and everything is going, this is what I do. But I can't expect you to be like me. I can't. I have to let you be who you are, and that's a part of loving someone. Is allowing someone to be who they are. Yeah. When you love somebody, you're allowing them to be. But see, I found out when you're in love, you infatuated with the presence of the thing. Yeah. The physical presence of the thing. And that's what I found. And I was thinking when I was reading this, and I was looking at it and studying it, and I was talking to God about it, I started thinking, I said, oh, daddy, yeah, I think I, I caught myself being in love one time. <laughs> I was in love, and I, I wanted to be with the person, and just like everything was all around me. But after a while, that wore off. That yeah. wore off. And when that wore off, there was nothing there. It was nothing there because we hugged and kissed. And I said that was my soulmate because we did everything together. You know what I'm saying? But after a while, you realize that's just an infatuation with the person. That's just an yeah. obsession because they were doing some of the things that you wanted to be done. Mm-hmm. They were doing some of the things I wanted to kiss. I wanted the tension on me. I wanted to focus on me. And that's what they were doing. So it was yeah. fine and good until that stopped. And when that stopped, I wasn't in love no more. But yeah. loving a person is that I love them whether they, 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 they can do the things that I desire to do because I put it in my mind. And I like what you said. I made up my mind that I wasn't really putting any uh, restrictions or any expectations on the person that I was going to love them who they are, flaws and all, but unfortunately, they didn't. They didn't have the same uh, idea. They didn't yeah. have the same idea. 
And and sometimes our mates might not have the same ideas that we have. And so we're going to have to learn how to deal with them because that's a part of being and loving someone. Loving someone entails giving up without condition, wanting the very best for them, making sacrifices, not keeping a record of wrongs, trusting each other completely. But if, if you love someone who does not really know and understand what it is to love, they will never really appreciate all that you do. And see, that's what you're yeah. going to have to understand. Yeah. Is that, that they, they just, because they, they, they don't know. They don't understand yeah. love. And they don't understand love. And that's a heartbreaking thing to understand. But when you love the person, you, sometimes you're going to have to look past that because of the fact yeah. that they don't understand what love really is. Yeah. See, because we have, we have consensus of selfish love. Selfish love. Sometimes, like I said, falling in love, being in love is an infatuation thing. I like what you do. I like what you have on. I like how you you wear what you wear. I like how you how you yeah. look or how you strut. I like all those things. But if you stop doing them, then they don't like you. They ain't in love with you no more. Yeah. See, being loving someone and being in love with someone is, is totally different. It's totally different. Yeah. And when somebody, when you love somebody and they don't have the understanding of what loving really is, they can't appreciate what you do. Amen? Amen. Can I I get some feedback from somebody? (laughs) Hey, Um, hey, prophetess, I said I was not talking tonight. How y'all doing, ladies? Um, I have been um single unattached to a man um since 2001 so i would i would like to hope that um my understanding of love has evolved and when i say that um as i've gotten older i realize that the people that i grew that raised me the family that i was born into didn't and still doesn't in many regards understand what it is to love someone. So I had to go back to the author of love, who is God, and and what the scripture that you just read, and what Jesus said when he said, love the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, and then your neighbor as yourself. Because I've, I've found that when my affection is on God, when I feel like I'm alone or I'm not loved, he has someone assigned to bring his love into my life. So mm-hmm. I've also um, experienced growth in rearing my children. They taught me a lot about love and being patient and reciprocity and not placing my expectations on someone and really um, parenting from a place of, this person does not belong to me. God just sent them to the earth through me. And that was how I chose to parent. And so that's how I choose who I'm going to be in a friendship with. Um, that's probably why my, I'm still single, because I have a very long list of qualifications for a mate or even a date. Um, so, you know, 
if if I and I've learned that my life can be full without having a man in my life because if I really am loving my neighbor and my friends and my frenemies and my <laughs> family um, the way that God wants me to, that takes all of my time and attention. But I had to learn to love myself, and I had to learn um, that God loves me, and I'm still learning because that patience part is my fruit of patience is very tiny, and everything else grows out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, but I have no conditions. I really have no conditions on whether or not I love you, but I do have conditions on how much time and energy I invest in anybody because you only have so much time and energy in a day and in our lifetime. So I've learned to be um, discerning and prayerful about where I invest my time and, and, and when I invest my time not to expect anything back from that individual because the, the goal of love is to have another person be their best self and to have them attain what God wants for them. It's not to manipulate them into doing things for me. Well, I think uh, as a a whole, as women, um, sometimes, and and I'm I'm saying this, uh, I'm just throwing this out there, and you don't have to take it, you don't have to believe it, but sometimes um, we as women, we can manipulate. Uh, we can manipulate, I, not intentionally sometimes, and maybe sometimes intentionally. But I do know that I think all of us being in Christ are learning how, because that's one thing, when when you, when you become uh, in a relationship with Christ, and I heard you say this, that he teaches us how to love first him and then ourselves. And then our neighbors, you know, and that means that whatever, like, yeah, I think you told us that when we you were teaching how are we loving uh, our neighbors is what's around us, the people that's around us, that's in our in our circle around us is our neighbors. But the first thing is that we had to learn how to love the Lord, and loving Him will teach us how to love ourselves, and it comes from. If we, the first thing that we, we, we're doing to make sure that our relationships will be fruitful with the opposite sex is that we have to love ourselves. I heard you say that, that we have to learn to love ourselves. And when we learn to love ourselves, the manipulation stops. That's, where, that's when it stops because you can realize, like you just said, you haven't really been in a relationship for years. I have not been in a relationship for years. But I've learned how to love myself. I remember at one time in my life that I had to be in a relationship. I thought I had to be in a relationship with somebody, you know, or someone, you know, uh, in order for my life to be full. And I realized that now today that I don't have to do that because I love me. So most of my relationship back into I understand who I was was fulfilled by being in relation. I was being fulfilled by being in relationship with someone. I was being fit, you see, uh, because I was in the re- I didn't self love myself. 
I didn't love myself. I had no experience in self-love. So that made me want to be in relationships with other people so I could see myself being loved. And that's when, you know, I say that, that we look for love in all the wrong places until we find out who we are uh, and whose we are, we we can um, find ourselves looking for love in all the wrong places. We just find looking for love in people, you know, more uh, than loving our own self. We want the person to love us so that we can feel good about ourselves. And I find that a lot in women in relationships that we find it's necessary that we look to see it. Because I wonder, like, with young women now, they seem like they have to have a man in their life. If they don't have a man in their life, they don't know how to function. And that's how I used to be. And that because I did not think very much of myself. I didn't think highly of myself. Um, but once I became in a relationship with the Lord and I began to want to realize who I was in Christ Jesus and that I was a woman and I was a strong and I was a beauty, I began to love myself. And because I love myself today, I can generate out a genuine love to someone else. And just like you, I, I'm looking for God to give me the person to love. I, I don't know. I started off and I talked about uh, we can get into marriages that's not godly marriages. We can be in a marriage and it's not a godly marriage. It's just a marriage. And sometimes we need to let God bring the person in our life. And a lot of times we can choose the wrong people because we have our own idiosyncrasies. We look for the wrong mates. And until we are healed and, and made free by God, we can, we can make some wrong choices in, in relationships. I need some feedback on that. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need more than an amen. And I, and I think that your to, to, to your point, if we if we were so good at it, then the then the statistics relative to divorce would be different in the church than there are outside of the church. But they're running parallel. And a lot of people are in loveless marriages. And mm-hmm. God forbid that both are in ministry. They're in a comp- competition to see who can draw the loudest crowd or who can hoop the best or who can um, who can distribute the most business cards at a networking event. And, you know, it's very unfortunate that we have not invested the time and energy that I believe God wants us to really understand that there are different kinds of love and that you can have a, a fulfilled life and not have a romantic relationship. And you, and you can have what's supposed to be a romantic relationship and have a loveless relationship. But we don't mm. have um, opportunity to engage in dialogue. And very often we're, at, we're anti-therapy um, I think God works through therapists that are anointed to help us to to heal our hearts because when you come from a fragmented family and there is no perfect family, very often we're looking for in a man what our father didn't give us. 
and we keep, time, choosing, yeah. we keep choosing the same kind of mate with the same kind of deficits because we have not shored up that brokenness in our heart. But we, 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 a lot of times we do love. We do church as a distraction from ourselves. We do a lot of stuff to avoid having to look at the lady in the mirror and deal with her. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad to say that today I love me. That's why you can't step to me any kind of way. And that's, and, and that's absolutely fine. That's why I'm selective about my time and my energy. Um, and I do, I do have to love you, but I don't have to spend a whole lot of time with you because the, 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 what did the, Jesus say? Don't cast your pearls before swine because swine have no use for pearls. So you just, when you love yourself, you can learn how to guard your heart, like the word says. And it's a process. I'm evolving. And I thank God for um, my ex-husband because my that relationship ending had me really look at who I am. And I thank God for my two young adults because I was committed to them. They taught me about reciprocity and not having conditions on love and they called me on the carpet when how I engaged them was not consistent with what I was trying to teach them. And so there's so many facets of love, and love is a wonderful, wonderful gift. And we don't we think that love is always cushy and nice, but sometimes mm-hmm. love is correcting. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, affirming, yes, and sometimes it's correcting. But it's, well, but it's all love. The Bible says that the, uh, the Lord chastens those that he loves because that's he, what he wants says. To the optimal use out of our time that he gives us here. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's what okay, we have I'm to. Okay, I'm <laughs> That's what we have to. We have to understand that, you know, um, Loving someone requires a hundred percent commitment on your part, not on the other person's part. And sometimes uh, the concept of true love is hard to com- uh, comprehend by some. Some people can't even really understand what true love is because they don't know how to love. So they're not even if you are loving a person to with everything that's in you, if they don't understand what love is, they can't fully accept it because they don't know what it is. They they don't have they don't have the intensity to understand that they're really being loved. Mm-hmm. They might see it as something else. You know what I'm saying? They might see it as you trying to control them. They might see it as, you know, that, that you're trying to manipulate that, you know. So it, it's so many different things. That's why it's so hard to be in, to, to love someone and not be in love because, like, when you, again, being in love is not necessarily going to last long because it's based on infatuation or love, uh, uh, you know, obsessing over another party. So that's not that's not what we really want to do Um when we get, I find a lot of people start off in an in love relationship, and then it, it turns into a loving relationship, and they don't want the loving relationship; they want the in love relationship. 
So, you know, see, I wanted to be like it was in the beginning, I, you know, because I was infatuated with you. I had a place of love for you. You know, and sometimes when, when, that, when that place wears off, if they don't know how to really love, that will cause them to turn and run. That mm-hmm. will cause the person to turn and run because they don't know what to do because they don't know how to love. Just stay loving in a loving relationship. I want to be in a in love relationship because in love it makes all my emotions go. Mm-hmm. And and when you're loving a person, your emotions is not going to always be on a high because again you are two mm-hmm. different people. There's going to be conflict. You have to work at marriage. You got to work at being mm-hmm. in love with someone. And a mm-hmm. lot of times people they can't do it. So that's why a good thing for us to learn as women is to experience our self-love first for ourselves because it eliminates the conflicts. It creates room for seeing our partners for who they really are without being judgmental or controlling. You know, we can see them for who they are and say, okay, I understand that this person can't love me the way that I love because first of all, they don't love themselves. And see, when you don't love yourself, it's hard to love someone else because you don't know what it looks like. You don't know what it looks like. So here we are, you're in a relationship with somebody, you have learned to love yourself and you have learned to accept the principle, but they haven't learned that. So now you're in a in a lopsided situation. So that's why I say a lot of times it takes it takes the Father in heaven to teach us how to love. And something uh, 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 Sister Valerie said was very important is that we need the Father's love. Uh, I said this uh, when we were talking about who we are. Girls identify themselves with their Father's love. And I'm talking about your, 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 your biological father. So if you don't have a, you know, a biological father, he might have been there, but he, you know, fathers be in the house, but they're really not in the house. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if they haven't mm-hmm. been in your life and they wasn't the one to tell you that you are beautiful and you are this and you can do this and you can accomplish this and gave you yourself wealth, you again, like she said, you're looking for the father in your man. You're looking for the father in your man. So the thing that you have to do is learn to love you. Let the Father in heaven become the Father and let him grow you up as that little girl to love that you're beautiful, you're strong, you're in strength, you're mighty, you're a strong woman. You see what I'm saying? So that when you come across relationships and you're loving someone, and even though the love is not reciprocated back to you the way that you desire to be, you can allow the person Still to be with they who they are, and you know how to pray for this person that they, that God will heal whatever it is, so that they will be able to love themselves. Most of the time, when the love is not coming back to you, because the person doesn't know how to love, they're not they don't know how to be in love. I know I know how to be in love, but I don't know how to love you. I know how to be in love because in love is is based on infatuation, love obsessing mm-hmm. over the person. And, and once that's gone, there's nothing. 
there's nothing there because I, I don't I don't I don't know how to love just love you. I don't know how to just to love you for who you are. Mistakes and flaws and all. I can't do it. Because I'm looking for you in retrospect to be in one way. This is the way I need you to be all the time. And if you're not that way all the time, then I can't be in love with you. Yeah. So that's 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 why people have to learn and and we have to um as women you know, it, 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 it's funny how God has made us beautiful, but he's made us strong. He's made us with strength. And I think he's made us like this because we're nurturers, and we have to nurture. nurture. We have to yeah. nurture. And because we have to nurture, we don't only nurture our children. We have to nurture our men. Yeah. We have to nurture our husbands because... I used to say this when I used to say when they say two I say two two, <laughs> two and a half kids <laughs> a dog a house and two and a half kids so who is the half a kid I would always say this husband is the half a kid <laughs> because he, you know because he's half man and he's half kid you know what I'm saying so here you have you have your husband but you also have your child. At the same time, and a lot of times we were, as women, we're looking for men because I need you to be like my dad, you know. So here, here we are both lacking something, you know. So this is where this is where the Father in heaven has to step in and grow us both and grow us both mm-hmm. together. And that's why I believe marriages need to be under the covenant of God. And when I say under the covenant of God, is that yeah. whatever our idiosyncrasies come from my life or the way I was brought up or my philosophies, that we drop them all and we grow under the Christ. We grow under God. Yeah. We grow together under God and let God heal mm-hmm. us and we grow with him. And then we can grow together. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I'm looking, if I look to be married, and this is what I say to the Lord, if it's somebody, God, they got to love you more than they love me. Yeah, great point. Because if, you love, if he loves the Lord more than he loves you, then the Lord will be able to talk to him how to love you mm-hmm. and vice versa. Amen. Yeah, so this, this, is, this is some of the things that we have to, you know, kind of look at as women, uh, women that's in marriages or, uh, you know, yeah. even looking for a husband. You know, we have to look at these different things. It's not about, uh, as, the, as the scripture said, is that we have to be patient. We have to be kind. We can't be jealous. We can't be envious. We can't be boastful or proud. We can't be haughty or selfish or rude. We can't demand our own way. You know, we can't, be, we can't hold grudges. You know, and, and, and sometimes it's hard not to do these things if you have not been completely healed. If you have not been healed in the love of the Father, and I'm talking about the Father in heaven, and yeah. that's when we learn how to really love through him. It's not in our precepts of what we think love is. We learn to love from him. Mm-hmm. So that's why I stress this a lot. I stress this. Mm-hmm. Women that's married, 
to the woman that's on the line that's married, love the Father in heaven. Get in a yeah. strong relationship. Put everything in him. And mm-hmm. then I'll show you how to work with your yeah. husband. He'll yeah. show you how to work with your husband. He'll show you how to accomplish what you need to accomplish. You know, if we try to filter everything into the husband that does not even know how to receive the love that I'm giving you. If he doesn't know how to receive it, it's just like like my sister said, pouring pearls or swine. You know, because he can't even understand it. I'm giving you all the love I can, and and in in return, I'm not getting anything back but a slap in the face. Why? Because they they don't know how to accept it, because they don't know what it is. They don't want to know what it is. So as women, we have a strong connection with the father. The father loves his daughters, and he wants the best for his daughters. He wants the best for us. So our best thing to do is to put ourselves in him, put ourselves in the father, and allow the father to direct our lives. Teach us to love ourselves and to love everyone that's around us. Amen. 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 Is there anything else anybody else want to say? We got five minutes here, still left in in the uh, on the clock. I just want to greet everyone. It's Prophetess McDonald, and I just want to say, bless you. Um, I wasn't going to say anything one because I came on the line late. Um, two, because I like to listen sometime, uh, and and three, this is a very um, personal topic for me as far as it relates to my um, salvation, my, uh, my new birth, and my renewal, my renewal, and I just want to offer this. I don't know, like I said, I came on late, and I... I want to offer this quickly. Um, God is love. Uh, I remember my first love encounter, true encounter um, with God and with love was me crying out to him so profusely that I was regurgitating, not hardly able to breathe, that I came to a place of brokenness and and just selflessness um, that, you know, at the end of myself and love, looking for love in all the wrong places, uh, you know, uh, thinking that I had God's love and not knowing really what that was, like you were saying, Prophetess, how to experience, I mean, just encountering and crying out to God, you want me to love you, with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, I don't even know what that is. What does mm-hmm. that mean? You have me here on this planet uh, because of love, because you are love. And why? You know, uh, you know, I've had many near-death experiences, and on and I could go on and on and on, but. I wanted to know you must 
love me? Why do you have me here? But why can't I feel it? Why don't I recognize it? Why don't, you know, I had so much pain and exhaustion by the time I got off that cement floor. I was just weak and drained and um, pliable in, 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 in love's hands. I was able to be loved to see love, to experience it, ex, ex, uh, encounter it in its in its purest form, and um, and that was my coming to know God when I knew Him. Not my mother's God, not somebody's God, not even the one that I was reading about, because as my sister knows, I was raised in the church, but I. I, I came to know God. God is love. And I just want to leave you with that and and pray that the Holy Spirit will build on that for all of us, including myself, because none of us have have it all together and all right. But I will offer that to my um, sisters whom I truly love um, uh, in the Lord and him in, in, in us. Um, if you were to take that scripture um, that you read and, and implement God is patient and kind, God is not jealous, then that may help you um, with this, the verse in um, John's epistles that God is love. He is love. It's, it, love is not a... thing <laughs> it's a person and I, it's not always it's not always the emotion right right it's it's, it's, it's an action uh, it's an action it's an mm-hmm. active being mm-hmm. it's no. an action or god is action right god is action he shows what he does he's alive and active in us and so love resides in us. We just got to let it live out through us. Amen. That's that's my input. Amen. Spend more, and more because that, like I said, it's a very rich and full to- topic to me, and it's part of my assignment to um, let others know who God is and He's love. So Amen. thank you, prophetess, for that. Topic. Amen. I, 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 you know, this was a, a, a place for me because you know it's like God is healing. Mm-hmm. He's healing and He's delivering and He's making free. And like you said, it's for everyone. It's not just one particular person. The whole body of Christ, God is healing, yeah. trying to get us into a place of wholeness in Him. You know, he wants us whole. Christ yeah. is whole. He's whole. He, there's nothing missing in him. You know, so and this is where he's trying to bring us. We're at the 10 o'clock hour. Actually, it's 10 one. I just want to read the scripture, and then I'll have one of my sisters and one of the other pray out. Uh, but it is actually First uh, Corinthians 6, and I'm going to start at 17. If you get a chance, you can read the whole chapter. It might help you. But I want to read uh, 16 to se- from 16, from 17. 
It says, but if you give yourself to the Lord, you and Christ are joined together as one person. That is why I say to you, from run from sex sin, no mm-hmm. other sin affects the body as this one does. Mm-hmm. When you sin, this is a sin against your own body. I, I want 17, and I'm going to read 17 and 19, from 17, 19, and 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19 says, haven't you learned that your body is the home of the Holy Spirit? God gave you and that he lives you lives within you. Your own body does not belong to you, for God has bought you with a great price. So use every part of your body to give glory back to God because he owns it. And I just want you all to keep this in mind at verse 17, but if you give yourself to the Lord, you and Christ are joined together as one person. And this is where we need our reunion to be for love. It's with Christ Jesus first. Mm-hmm. And then everything else shall follow. Amen? Amen. Amen. Sister Charlotte, Amen. you want to give us prayer out again tonight? Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> on, <baby. laughs> okay. Thank you so much for this opportunity again for all of us to, to gather here um, via this medium to just discuss what it is like, what is love, how do we love, how do we love you, dear God. We talk about how love is an action. Love it is also a noun. What is mm-hmm. love? But dear mm-hmm. God. Um, just um, show us continuously in our daily lives how we are going to love through you based on your your teaching and your examples of how we are supposed to love each other, love our husband, love our mate. And as we continue to learn how to do this, dear God, just guide us and keep us safe this week. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, my sisters. Thank you, Sister Sharma, for the wonderful prayer. And I ask the Lord to keep each and every one of y'all for the rest of the week. And I'll see you again on Monday night with Girl Talk. And we will continue talking about soul ties and emotional dependency. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Have a good night. 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 With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.